guess it's time again for Buddy Martin. Call him up and tell him what you're thinking. But be kind because he's doing the best he can. Better. Stronger. Faster. Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Hey, what if the voice calls while you're gone? Take a message. <laughs> Bye. I'm ready for this my whole life. I'm incapable of small talk. <laughs> but that's why you love me, right? Kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. Nation. Good morning to all of you out there. It's Martin and Martin in the morning, but only one Martin today because the other Martin is off on assignment. So that makes it Martin in the morning, whatever you want to call it. It's fine. Today, the program is going to be about what else? College football, mostly Gator football, and a few other little items thrown in between. There's some special guests coming up. On the heels of the Wednesday show at World of Air, hey, we had a great time. you got to come out and join us. A lot of Gator insiders that don't like to be announced drop by there. We can't mention their names sometimes. But World of Air out there on, on Newberry Road, uh, right just west of I-75. Brady Yakim and myself were joined yesterday by Bubba Ennis. A little freebies roundtable. Had a good time yesterday. Had a good meal afterwards. Great place to go. You want to join us out there at World of Beer on Wednesdays at 6 o'clock. And then, of course, our regular shows now shifted to the mornings, except for one night. The Monday night, late night, dilly-dilly at usual, either 8.30 or 9, depending. And then we do mornings on, on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Fridays. It's been a great guest week. we got more good guests today. Robbie Andrew, the Gainesville Sun, will join us here in about, oh, 20 minutes or so. And we will talk about what Dan Mullen's been telling the boosters, Gator boosters out there. He said a lot of things. We've had a lot of conversations centered around Joe Burrow. So I thought, you know what? We've talked a lot about Joe Burrow. Many of you Gator insiders, particularly you Knights and members of Gator Nation Kingdom, know already about Joe Burrow, but he wasn't even on our radar screen three months ago. So the question is, who is Joe Burrow and just how good is he and just how good could he be? And if you were going to give him a rating based on what you know, how many stars do you give someone like Joe Burrow, who, by the way, will have two years to play, two, and eligible right away? This doesn't happen very often. Grad transfers are usually one year. Some of them are talented, some are not. And thinking about it yesterday, I couldn't come up with a couple. Russell Wilson, of course, being one from NC State to Wisconsin. But this guy's got two. Now, we, we thrashed this out pretty good this week. And I don't want to spend the whole show talking about Joe Burrow as much as I like the kid, what I know about it. But Dave Burrow and I talked about it. And when do you hear the number of stars, Dave Excuse me, Dave Biddle. I've got Joe Burrow and Dave Biddle. And I have a friend named Joe Biddle, so it gets all mixed up. But Dave Biddle of Bucknuts, which is the Ohio State site at Columbus, he's followed him. I asked him, give him stars if he were a recruit. Because let's face it, it's another recruiting season. We had National Signing Day Part 1, National Signing Day Part 2, and now grad transfer season. Every May, this is coming up, and it's becoming a bigger and bigger and bigger thing. And this one is, he might be the ultimate free agent. Remember when Jalen Hurts' dad said uh, that he would become the ultimate free agent if he chose not to go back to Alabama? No. Due respect for what Jalen Hurts has done in Alabama. He certainly has had a wonderful career, despite critics. But this kid, Burrow, is right now 
the ultimate free agent in grant transfers. All right. So we're going to be joined by Joe Biddle in just a moment. We recorded this earlier today. Joe was on his way. I keep saying Joe. Dave Biddle. Joe is in Nashville. He's a friend of mine, sports player. Dave Biddle will, be, will join us in a moment. We recorded this interview with him. And we'll get his take on all this. He's following. How good is this kid? How good could he be? Where is he going? I actually said to Dave Biddle, you got 50 grand in your hand. You're going to Las Vegas. You've got to pick. You've got to pick the schools from one of four. I named off Texas, Nebraska, Florida, LSU. You've got to pick one school for him to go to. Which one's it going to be? Wait to hear what uh, Dave Bill had to say about that. Then Robbie Andrew, of course, has been around for a long time and knows how knows the ins and outs and has heard many, many coaches and coach speak. Just what is what is what is Dan Mullen telling these Gator fans? All right. Uh, we'll talk to you about that. But first, I want to talk to you about Central State Bank, our sponsor of Central State Bank Tuesdays. Looking forward to um, going back over there today, making some deposits in my favorite bank. And I, I, I don't say this because they sponsor. They were my favorite bank when they didn't sponsor. Uh, and they're owned by a group now called Center State. It used to be called Gateway, for those of you who remember that in Ocala. Spectacular building. I could talk for a minute or 10 about the building. It's about a $5 million building. Yeah. It sits over there on Silver Springs Boulevard. This is one of 90 of 82 locations in Florida. This looks like something out of Terra, out of Gone with the Wind. I mean, it looks like something like that. Beautiful building. And the second floor of this building is used for special events. As a matter of fact, last year in our first quarterback club meeting, Ocala quarterback club had a meeting. Uh, there, and it was a wonderful venue. They use it for people in the community. Uh, they use it for that you bring, have weddings there. We're going to go back. I had a meeting yesterday with our friends at the Ocala Quarterback Club, um, Wes and Dave, and even our friend Ed. We sat down at the Ocala Elks Lodge and had lunch and talked about our plans for the season and the speakers, and we talked about we want to have it again at what is now Center State Bank, which we will do coming up more about that. But Center State Bank. Uh, I love their slogan, Centered on Community and Customer Service. They're locally market-driven. They're long-term horizon in terms of their thinking about loans and investments. Uh, they believe in relationship banking and world-class service. That says it all right there. So, again, Center State Bank is uh, the seventh largest bank in Florida, established in 1992. Check them out. There's one near you. There are a lot around the community, right here in Ocala and Gainesville and all over the south, particularly in Florida, Georgia, Check it out and also go to centerstatebank.com. Remember, Center State Bank, centered on community and customer service. All right, glad to see you folks who are joining us here on the program today. We'll get to some of your comments a little bit later and get your thoughts about that on this fine Thursday. Think about having a show on Fridays called Football Friday. What do you guys think about that? All right, we'll talk about that. We're going to have a Football Friday show with some of our superstars on it, maybe starting after we come back from SEC Media Days. That's the road trip we're planning right now. Bubba's in charge of that. And then that will be the countdown to kickoff. It's coming. I know you folks like to post in there, how many days will kickoff? Well, it's coming, and we'll be in the kicking it off uh, and, and talking about that a lot more. Okay, so Dan Muller wraps up the busy week in Miami, uh, Fort Lauderdale. We'll talk about that earlier today. We got to wondering about this kid, Joe Burrow. And so we asked Dave Biddle about it. Dave Biddle of Bucknuts. Yes, it's time again for Buddy Martin. Call him up and tell him what you're thinking. Didn't really want to play that. I kind of like it. Brendan did a great job on that. Let's hear the room. There's been a lot of talk lately about a guy named Joe Burrow. Well, who is Joe Burrow? We read about him, we hear about him, but who is he? A guy who kind of knows that, has covered in the last couple of years as his quarterback with limited play for Urban Meyer, is my friend Dave Biddle of Bucknuts in Columbus, Ohio, who joins us on the program now. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, buddy. It's been too long, my friend. It has been a while. It has been a while, and we've had uh, some great conversations in the past, and well, you're my go-to guy up there now these days in Columbus. And I called you a couple of uh, days ago and said, tell me about Joe Burrow. How good is he? And your comment was really good. Explain. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean, this is this is why this was such a tough decision um, for Urban Meyer. You could just see how it pained him in the face. You could see what you know the words that he spoke. You could just hear it in the words how he loves both these guys, meaning Dwayne Haskins and Joe Burrow. And, and you know, to be clear, Urban never came out and said he never declared you know Dwayne Haskins as the guy. But I think Joe Burrow, what you know, I think what probably happened. I don't know if, if Urban will tell us this eventually. What probably happened is he sat them both down after the spring and said Dwayne Haskins has a slight lead, but I want both of you to stick around. But I don't think that that obviously was not enough for Joe Burrow. Um, and maybe Urban said it's like still too close to call. Uh, but I tend to think Urban uh, sat them down and said um, that Dwayne Haskins has a slight lead. Joe Burrow is going to be a fantastic quarterback wherever he ends up. This was a good problem to have for Ohio State. They've had situations over the years where they've had to pick between couple of mediocre at best quarterbacks so this was a good problem to have and you know it's one of those things that could go the wrong way for Ohio State you, know, you never know how it's going to work out like maybe Dwayne Haskins doesn't pan out and Ohio State's going to be regretting it that they kind of let Joe Burrow go but um, you know I, I feel like you know and to break down his game a little bit buddy he's mm-hmm. a kid that he doesn't have a rocket arm but he, had, he he places the football so well he's very accurate he is coach's son his dad um, was on Frank Solich's staff at Nebraska. He's now the defensive coordinator at Ohio University under Frank Solich. Um, so a lifelong long football guy, uh, played football at Nebraska. Uh, Joe Burrow's older brothers played football at Nebraska. So this is a kid that sees the field really well. He's a tough kid, high football IQ, high IQ in general, graduated from Ohio State in three years, which is why he's able to you know, transfer and be eligible right away and still have two years of eligibility remaining. He's a really good runner, too, buddy. He is a much better athlete than maybe people would, would think. He was a really good high school basketball player, really good, and played baseball as well, really good in baseball. But he is a good athlete. He's a runner. Um, that's why he could fit that Urban Meyer, Dan Mullen offense really well. That's why a lot of people thought, even though Dwayne Haskins has a higher NFL potential, um, that Joe Burrow might win the job just based on the fact that he runs Urban Meyer's offense better. Um he can do a little bit of everything. Like I said, I guess maybe the one thing, he doesn't have a rocket arm. But, again, he doesn't have – he's got a stronger arm than J.T. Barrett, for example, and it's not even close. So, uh, he I, – I just – I am very high on, on Joe Burrow, as you can tell. Very high on Dwayne Haskins, too. That's, I can see why it was, it was so painful for, for Urban to try and make this determination. A friend of mine who's associated with the team, not coach, told me that it was a dead heat as far as he was concerned after the spring game. So, yeah – a tough call. Give me a couple of snapshots. You're, you've been around football. You follow Kohasek closely. You know talent when you see it on the hoof. You have a snapshot or two from your memory, uh, Dave, where you remember saying, wow, this guy's pretty good. I'll go just back to his senior year in high school when he won Ohio Mr. Football. It was actually before he won the award. But he played for a, a small school like near Athens, you know, in Athens, Ohio, called the Plains. And, you know, they're, they're just crushing everybody they play in the regular season, but the, the competition wasn't real good. They played maybe one pretty good team in the regular season, maybe two, and they, they crushed both of those as well. But, yeah, a lot of people, not me, but a lot of people were thinking, what about the level of competition? Well, then he goes to the state playoffs, and every week they're going up, okay, this is the week that they're going to get knocked off. This is the week someone's going to take. Every week he tore up every defense they put in front of him, and and didn't matter that his offensive line had guys out there that were – 160 pounds going up against guys that are, you know, 290 pounds are going to be future NFL players. He, you know, future high, you know, um, uh, you know, high recruits for, um, you know, college football. Excuse me, I'm driving here. It's a big traffic jam. Be careful now. We don't want to cause a wreck there. No, we're all, we're all good. I just had to switch my lane here. I switched my lane, but, uh, yeah, he, what's, what struck me, buddy, is that, you know, he, he almost got better, even when there was more pressure on him and really? not pressure from like how big the game was, but literally pressure in his face. There was a time when he broke his nose uh, playing basketball um, in practice and played. The, they had a game the very next day. Played the very next day without a mask. He's a tough kid. He doesn't look like it. He looks like a choir boy. Looks a little like He's a little pretty guys. boy. Looks great in the uniform. He does. I say looks like a pretty boy, but. He does. I've heard people say he kind of stands like Tom Brady, the way he yeah. kind of when he stands at practice, yeah. you know, kind of has that look about him. Yeah. Not saying he's Tom Brady, don't get me wrong, uh, especially since he was an Ohio State guy and Brady was a Michigan guy. But I tell you, I, I just – I am convinced that whoever gets him is going to be just delighted in what they're going to get. And But it's going to take somebody promising him he's going to be the starter right. because you're not going to leave Ohio State with still a chance. I'm sure Urban told me still have a really good chance. You're not going to then go somewhere just to be – 
you know, told, oh, you have a chance to, to, to play here. But Florida, I think, makes a lot of sense. And I know Dan Mullen's coming out and saying publicly, well, you know, we're not looking for a graduate transfer. What I keep saying, and I, I could be completely wrong, I do radio up here in Columbus, I do the website, as you know. But I keep saying, I was a coach. Yeah, thank you very much. And um, I do a lot of radio up here, too. And what I keep saying is, listen, if I was a coach and I wanted a graduate transfer at quarterback and I had a couple of quarterbacks that I like but are younger guys, I want a guy like Joe Burrow. I might, you know, buddy, I might say, in fact, I probably would say, listen, we're not looking for a graduate transfer quarterback because if you don't get one and then you have to go back with an egg on your face yeah. and then you hurt your confidence, you know, so Absolutely. I think – so I think even if – now maybe I'm reading it wrong and Dan Mullen just doesn't want him. I can't imagine why he doesn't want him. Maybe because he, he realizes he would have to guarantee him the job. He doesn't want to do that. But I think he would be a great fit for Florida. Phenomenal. Consensus is that he can't afford to say he's going after him. But if Joe Barr's dad called tomorrow, he'd say, come on down. He'd have to. to you know, I mean, and I think Dan's in the predicament here. That's the problem. You got a quarterback room, as they call it now. You got some pretty decent prospects in there, especially Emory Jones and the kid. They got an early commit named Jalen Jones. These guys look like finally got some talent down there. It's been a long time since there's been a quarterback in the swamp, other than Will Greer for cameo appearance, you know. Uh, so here's the question. I mean, if you're rating a, that's, that, he's really not a graduate transfer. He's more than that. He's not one guy, one year wonder. He's not. He's got. He's graduated. He has two years left. He's a good student. He, by all appearances and, and all comments and his teammates, whatever, he's a leader. He's a really good kid. He hadn't got in trouble, and so he is like your ultimate five-star grad transfer. So let's go ahead now, Bucknuts. We'll go ahead and make call it five-star grad transfers. That's exactly what he is. I mean, I, I can. I hate to even use this term, but I. For a college athlete, I mean, he's like the hottest commodity on the free agent market is, by yeah. far because it's the number. It's it, you know, quarterback. We all know it's the more, most important position on a football field. You, it's easy to make the argument. It's the most important position in sports. Period. Yeah. Maybe, maybe baseball pitcher. You know, and on a certain day, but still yeah. quarterback. So you're getting, you're getting, and you're getting a really good one if you get him. You get him for two years, and it's the most important position on the field. So. Yeah, I mean, it, this is a uh, maybe a – can we go six-star? Is that what you're allowed to do yeah, that? that? Sure, it's, your, okay, it's buck that. You can do what you want to. So you're going to go <laughs> six-stars. All right, I like that. I, I don't, I don't want to make him out to be Joe Montana. I just yeah. know he's going to be. I, right. I, have, I, would, I would bet everything. Just like I would bet heavily that Dwayne Haskins is going to tear it up at yeah. Ohio State, um, I would bet heavily, heavily, that especially if he goes with a program like Florida with Dan Mullen, which, right. you know, as we all know, uh, that <laughs> – it wouldn't be much of an adjustment for offense there. There wasn't no. nobody going for Urban Meyer's offense to Dan Mullen. It's almost like, almost like they worked together. Yes, before. I was say. So, sort of invented, I, op- it's invented the offense together. Yeah, <clears> exactly. <throat> so I think Joe Burrow, would, I think he would tear it up if he went to Florida. Right, so so I made a promise to you that I'd get you out of here on time for your show. You're going to come down to here. That I see now LSU and Cincinnati have gotten, quote, unquote, permission Whatever that is, yeah. I mean, you need permission when you graduate already. But you add LSU to the mix of Texas, Nebraska, Florida. You're having to go into Las Vegas and put fifty grand down on the school that that Joe Burrow is going to play for. What do you do, Dave Biddle? Jeez, I, I was going to go Florida because I just don't know what to say now because I know LSU wants him and he's visiting there. Do I take Dan Mullen at his word or do I go for my gut here? Um, I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to say Florida. Um, I, I have trepidation because LSU sounds like they're probably, you know, if they're visiting there, they're probably promising him the job, and they're not making, you know, they're not <laughs> trying to act like they're not interested in him. So yeah, yeah. I'll go with Florida. I'm going to go right. with my gut on this one. All right. Well, uh, I mean, hey, look, uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, would you rather play for Ed Orgeron or would you play for, rather play for Dan Mullen? I mean, it's pretty simple. Yeah, it'd be easy. It's, yeah, if it was, yeah. And it, yeah, if it was my son, and, and I, I know Jimmy yeah. Burrow, who's the his dad, is going to be integral in this decision, buddy. Yeah. If it's my son, I want my son playing for Dan Mullen, not uh, okay. Coach O, for sure. Or alma mater in Nebraska. All right, well, that's good stuff, Dave. Thank you so much, buddy. Check him out. He's on Bucknuts. It's the best site if you're an Ohio State fan or a Big Ten fan. Check out Dave. He does his daily radio show. Dave, what's your show, and where do we hear that? It is 97.1 The Fan. It's called Tim and Beanie. Um, I'm filling in for Beanie Wells, and, but I fill in on a lot of stuff. The show I do is on Sunday. It's called After the Fact every Sunday. But I, I just fill in a lot up here, and uh, I've been filling in for Beanie, who unfortunately, Beanie Wells, former Ohio State running back, former NFL running back, has had some issues with 
CTE and, and he hasn't really been able to do his show. So, um, but I, he's, he's doing well though. He's doing well though. So Good to hear. Good to hear. Man, I appreciate, I appreciate you having me on, man. So uh, always listen, great talking yeah, to you, yeah, buddy. Great talking to you too. And let's do this again. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, All sir. right. Thanks, man. Dave Biddle, one of the best. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. You heard it. I didn't make it up. I didn't coax him. Six stars. Now, I get it. It's an exaggeration. But when you consider, and by the way, I'm a guy who says, I kind of want to see Dan Mullen keep a pat hand with his quarterback room. I'm anxious to hear Robbie Andrews take on that here in about five minutes or so. Maybe 10. And when I hear someone say that, who's seen him in practice, who's seen him on the field, I've not seen even a film of the guy yet. I've got to be honest with you. I'm going by what other people are saying, and I'm going to hopefully see that, although it may be a moot point because I just don't see it happening at Florida. But you folks out there, I mean, when you think about, remember, the key is two years eligible right away. Terrific prospect, son of a coach, almost won the job and may have won and had he stayed at Ohio State. So when you put down, evaluate other grad transfers, I mean, Austin Appleby, whoever you want to bring in there, Russ, how does this guy rate? Well, he's got to go up a half a star just for being two years, at least, given based on what we know about his background. His dad played football at Nebraska. His brother, older brothers played at Nebraska. He's a football kid. You heard, you heard Dave Biddle say he's tough. Uh, and, and he can run. I, I didn't know he was that good a runner, but apparently from according to Biddle, he can run. So now I know Coville, you're saying you'd like to hear how his footwork and running ability is. Okay. Look, you can't know everything about a guy who just popped onto the scene. I get it, Coville. We all like to know more. But it may be a moot point because why wouldn't he go and play right away at Nebraska and play for his dad's alma mater? Why wouldn't he, you know, go to – I mean, I talked yesterday to Brady and, and a few other people at the World of Beer, and we talked about – some people thought, well, hey, Nebraska, uh, LSU would be a good fit for him. Well, that's what you heard Dave and I talking about, but pick your coach. Would you rather play for Scott Frost Dan Mullen or Dan Orgeron? Okay. I get they don't call the plays. But, yeah, Mark Page, good point. If he was the son of a preacher, he'd be a lot. Good point. Good, but as we know, all three Heisman winners, the trophies, are sons of preachers. So, Enrico, yeah, I, I, I think I like your thinking. Let Like the hype, but still cautious. I like the hype, too. I agree, cautious. I'm not sold on it, but I think that's a good way of putting it. Uh, again, you, you come from a football background, John, and you said Mullen make the right decision. Well, he hopes so. And you know what? Who else better want, hope so? Urban Meyer. <laughs> what if this kid Haskins doesn't work out at Ohio State? He's had a starter for the last 50 years in JT Barrett. I mean, that kid's played forever. So Ohio State fans are not used to having a lot of question marks or controversy at the quarterback position. So yeah, you'd like to know that. Uh, fine. Um, Jennifer says Burrow may want to play for UF, but Dan might have been telling the truth and not want him. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a good point, Jennifer. I don't think it's not wanting him. It's it's a point of diminishing returns. How many quarterbacks can you carry? How many can you keep happy? Look at today's landscape of college football. We have all these transfers. Why? Because talented kids aren't going to sit. They don't sit there for four and five years. Donnie Brandon sat for, what, three years almost? And, and so kids, talented kids, say, hey, I don't have this many years to play. I want to play. I don't blame them. If it was my son, and he's going to sit there for three years when he could be starting for one of 75 schools, I'm just getting him out of there. I know it's not loyal to the program, but you know what? Today's world is a different deal. The loyalty of the team is one thing, and you have that loyalty in place and should give it while you're there. In the end, if I'm a dad, if Brendan were playing, I'd be what what's best for my son over my own school. And if he were playing sitting at Florida, at Florida playing tight end, 145 pounds soaking wet in high school, <clears throat> uh, and, and he was talented, 
could play wide receiver and someone said, hey, I could use him right now. <clears throat> he can go play in not even, let's say, Ohio State. Let's say he could play at uh, maybe Middle Tennessee. I don't know. Or, or some of one of those social, maybe South Florida or, or, or UCF. There are too many places you can play today. Okay. So yeah, I understand that. I understand that. Joey McBrayer, he been, Joey's been active today. Dan isn't going to show his hand. He's a better poker player than that. Also got to say the things in the media to keep his current quarterback egos intact. Well, really, what hand does he have to play? I mean, if you're talking about showing his hand to the, on his roster, yeah. Matter of fact, we'll address some of the things that Dan Mullen said to people down in Fort Lauderdale uh, and talking a lot about uh, his quarterbacks and the long-term future of Emory. I expect Emory to come up the next lot the next couple of weeks. He has some glowing things to say about Emory. who can't lose the interest of a kid like that. And also you got Jalen Jones, who's not even in the house yet. So a lot of things to talk about. Robbie Andrew will be joining us in a moment. And we'll get his take on it as well. But I will say that what his sister says, Brendan could have been a contender. <laughs> Brendan Martin was a skinny but tough little kid who was started, would have started on a, on, on the Nice team that went to the state finals, but we transferred him back to Ocala. His coach told him that, told me that. Anyway, so, all right, so you, some of you out there have sons who play football or nephews or nieces. What do you think? What are you going to tell them? Are you going to say, stay the course, stay through the five years and, you know, root for the team and play special teams? Or are you going to say, every parent tends to overvalue the talent of their kid, all right? Let's be honest. All right, we all think our sons and daughters are like nobody else. I think that. Uh, my two daughters and my son, I think they can do anything. I believe in them. But, uh, reality uh, sets in when you start talking about, you know, what what his uh, his talent level is and who he's competing against. Robert Covo says, with what Biddle just said, sounds as though we already have a guy with a skill set in Trask. Do we? Robert, how do you know that? Do we? I mean, I, he may be. I, look, here's the thing. We don't have any idea. There's there's three candidates right now for the job, all right? A fourth could enter the fray. A fifth could come along next year. You can have it's like pitching. It's not pitching in, in baseball. You can never have too much good pitching and you can never have too many quarterbacks unless you can't keep them happy. If you got a guy who's coming out of the bullpen who thinks he ought to be the starter, well guess what? If he doesn't get a chance to start soon, he can be a free agent and go on to something else. So it's interesting. Like I said, it's a third season. A third recruiting season for teams now, and it keeps things light in May. Players aren't back to practice yet, according to Brady. Uh, so there's not a lot going on in terms of that. But I'll go ahead and tell you about our friend Dan Hightower, and then we'll get Robbie Andrew on the phone. See what he says about some of these comments, uh, what he said about Emory Jones, as a matter of fact, uh, I think last night, maybe the night before I was in Miami. So Dan Mullen out there on the rubber chicken circuit, pumping up Florida football and trying to sell the product. Doing a pretty good job for what I can see. So let's uh, – Let's do this. Let's hear from Daniel L. Hightower, my friend and my longtime sponsor. We'll come back and talk to Robbie Andrew. No one ever plans a car accident. Having a plan after you've been in one, however, can make a world of difference. Daniel L. Hightower has been fighting for accident victim justice in Ocala and statewide since 1976. After meeting with Dan and his team, you'll know your case matters, that you matter, and that Dan will fight hard to get you just results. If you've been severely injured through no fault of your own by a careless or reckless driver, you need Daniel L. Hightower. Daniel L. Hightower, lawyer, fighting for accident victim justice since 1976. Robbie Andrews has been doing this a long time. <clears throat> He's uh, <clears throat> one of our favorites, <clears throat> if we can get him on the phone here now. Uh, and... Uh, Robbie, uh, Robbie is a little bit slower on the uptake on purpose, not because he he, he couldn't do it. Uh, bottom line is Robbie is a guy that uh, wants to wait and and see first before he makes his judgment. And I suspect he's digested all of what uh, has been going on in terms of uh, <clears throat> in terms of quarterbacks and Mullen and what have you. He's heard them all. When you've seen that many coaches coming and going, you've heard that many talks 
from coaches, you kind of can read between the line a little bit, and you kind of know, okay, he wants to say this, but he can't say it that way, so he's going to have to um, he's going to have to back it down a little bit. And and we all kind of understand that. We understand that that the deal is that Mullen's not going to come out and say, yeah, boy, we're recruiting a good quarterback up here at Ohio State right now, because let's face it, his quarterback room, quote unquote, would be in shambles. So. Um, <clears throat> That's the deal. That's what you're dealing with right there. And I think a little diplomacy is in order there. So we're going to check with Robbie Andrew and see if we can get him on board and talk a little bit about the situation. Florida football. How many days does this kickoff? I can't wait. Let's see. So hello. that would be Robbie Andrew, the voice of the man who covers Florida football. Very even-handedly, our friend, often a guest on the show. Robbie, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, buddy, anytime. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm kind of watching from afar and listening to what Dan Mullen has to say. Well, this whole Joe Burrow sweepstakes thing is really something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, he said he doesn't want to add another quarterback right now. But mm-hmm. I don't know. And it doesn't sound like the kid's really that interested in Florida at this point. But, you know, we'll see how that plays out. I don't, I'm not really sure where, where it's going, though. You know, we had a guy on earlier, Robbie, uh, from um, up in Columbus, uh, Dave Biddle. I've known him for a while. He knows a little bit about it. He brought up a couple of really good points. And I, I'm like, you you and I think alike when it comes to things like this. I mean, sometimes take the hand you got, you know what I mean, and play what yeah. you got. And you yeah. know what the own commodity is. But by the same token, when you factor in these things, Robbie, we're talking to Robbie Andrew, the Gainesville son, um, and, and when you factor in some of these things, uh, he's got two years, two yeah. years to play, you yeah. know? And so so you, you can't ignore the fact that how many times do you get a guy who is two years of eligibility able to play right away and who has talent? It just doesn't happen, yeah. Robbie, does it? No, I mean, it's more, you know, the usual grad transfer is kind of a Band-Aid, but this would be a little bit more than yeah. that because, you know, he does have two years, but – you know, the thing is, I, I people, people keep talking about how talented the kid is. Has he really played enough up there to let anybody know how talented he actually is at this point? I'm not sure. I, Has he really either. played much? No, I'm not, he, I'm not either. But Biddle watched him in practice. He's seen him play high school ball. I asked him to evaluate yeah. him. He could be wrong. He said he's a tough kid, played for a small high school. He took some hits, and he was able to get up and go. And he's a very good runner, according to Biddle. I've not watched film. I'm going on Dave, who's a pretty good football guy. You know, we know his dad was a coach, now coaches at Ohio University as, a, I guess, the coordinator. His brother played yeah. in Nebraska. He was a talented kid, a four-star recruit. He comes in, he he graduated in three years. He didn't have a mark on him except for the broken hand he had. Had he not broken that hand, he might have been the quarterback coming in off the bench against Michigan last year instead of Haskins, who won the game. And at the end of the time up there, Robbie, I'm told, at the end of the spring game, they were dead heat. So you have that going. So I don't. I, I'm, I'm with you in terms of being careful about what you what you ask for. But uh, this is one that is a little bit different than your average grad transfer. Yeah, but you know, buddy. Also, you, you wonder what kind of message does, does it send to your quarterbacks you got on your roster now? And you know, clearly, Emory Jones is the quarterback of the future, and they they're going to bring him along. You know, kind of slowly at, at whatever pace he can handle. But you know, I don't know what kind of message it sends to the other guys, and does it you know, interrupt the chemistry that's been built in that room throughout the spring. That's a very good point. We've talked about that a lot the last couple of days. And that's yeah. the thing. It puts Mullen in a, in a difficult position because he can't say, I don't want him. So his, and I'm going to read this quote. Well, you heard, you saw it from down in, um, yeah. I guess, I guess it was in Lakeland when he said, was asked about the quarterback situation. And he said, basically not interested in pursuing a grad transfer, quote unquote, right now. Now, that kind of leaves the back door open just a little bit. What would happen if Joe Burr's dad called today? Yeah. So Yeah, I don't know. And, I mean, it, 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 there's been no show of interest from Burr at this point. I mean, he said he's going to visit LSU and Cincinnati, so he hadn't even right. mentioned Florida. I think, you know, a writer up there has connected Florida to him. But, you know, there's been no Florida connection with right. Burr at this point that we know of. So right. and if Mullen if he gets Mullen gets called, I think you have to talk to the kid and, you know, evaluate what your situation is as a quarterback and decide whether you really want to go out and recruit him and add him to your roster. It's funny, uh, Robbie. We've been writing about no quarterback in Florida for the last nine years. 
uh, yeah. except for a, a brief cameo by Will Greer, now ranked, by the way, number one in the nation as a quarterback by one group. I don't know who beats these quarterbacks. And he's a good yeah. talent. There's no question about it. He had his issues. No but, doubt about it. Uh, but, but, I mean, other than that, uh, a school with three, I like to say, with three statues of Heisman Trophy quarterbacks out front hasn't found a quarterback, Robbie. And now all of a sudden, well, I won't say they got three, but they got some competition in their quote-unquote quarterback room, don't they? Yeah, they do, and they've got a guy that has shown he can develop quarterbacks. And I, you know, I think that's the big thing right now. If Mullen feels he can develop the quarterbacks he's got, does he want to add another one? And you know, I think, you know, at the end of the spring there, he was saying that he felt comfortable that whoever the quarterback is going to be is going to be able to run his offense. So is that an indication that he thinks he can develop all those guys and get them ready to play? I, I don't know, but if he if he doesn't feel that way, then he would be looking for an, another guy to add, and that would be. You know, the Burrow kid, maybe, if he was interested in it. So, you know, we just have to wait and see how, how that plays out with, with the kid. All right, Robbie, you, you followed a lot of coaches, and you've seen a lot of Gator uh, coaches come and go. You heard their quotes, and, you've, and, and you can see through them, and you're, you're gentle and kind, and you, you take them at their word till they prove they're wrong. And I like that about you, that you, you know, you're not sitting there calling the guy a liar because he didn't tell you everything he knows. Um, but yeah. you know, we've had a difficulty with people. I won't mention names recently with people who didn't want to answer questions. All right. We, we've seen Mullins act so far <laughs> this spring. And I would say disingenuous is not a word I would use with Dan. I would say that, um, uh, he's a guy who tries to tell the truth as best he can. No coach can come clean a hundred percent. So when, when he says, I'm not interested in a grad transfer, quote unquote, right now, do you take him at his word? Yeah. I mean, I think. You know, I think right now that, yeah, I do kind of take him as a word. And I don't think he was trying to say, not right now, but maybe tomorrow. I don't know if he was saying that or not. But, yeah, I, I take him for his word. I don't, I, you know, it, I'd be surprised if they do add this kid, mainly because the, the kid's shown no interest in Florida. But, yeah, I, tr- I trust Mullen with that quote. Okay. Now, we hadn't even talked about Jalen Jones. And you're like me. We don't like to talk about kids who are not in uniform yet. And I'm not a big yeah. on, on projecting people who are going to be blue chippers, this, that, and the other. But. I did take a peek at his film. I don't usually do that. I'd heard so much about him that I went to yeah. huddle or whatever, and I took a look at him. And now you only see the best of it. You don't ever see the worst of it. What I saw in that clip was a guy who had remarkable, amazing potential, remarkable talent, and had a, one of the quickest releases I've ever seen on a quarterback and also has an ability to run, but he's primarily a passer. So it looks like, is the reason he's a four-star pro- prospect and could go higher. All right, so now we stack them up. We got Kyle Trask, who's always got hurt last year. We got a kid who still thinks he can play and wants a chance in Felipe Franks, and why wouldn't you give him a chance? Now you've got a young quarterback that every, a lot of people want, including FSU. Mullen snatched him out of the hands of uh, Taggart, apparently, at Florida State, and got him there, and now he's the quarterback of the future who got not yet played a game. And now you got Jalen Jones, who's now a, a senior in high school. There's been a vast improvement in the quote-unquote quarterback room. What do you think the state of affairs is in terms of Mullen with his quarterbacks right now? Well, you know, you, you mentioned the, the, the kid in high school. There's a reason Mullen offered him two years ago because he, he sees a guy that does have talent that you can harness and develop and turn into something special. But you know, I think he feels good about the overall talent in the room right now. Now it's a matter of getting those guys to, to where the offense is second nature to them, where they make good, quick decisions and, you know, he talked at the end of the spring how it was important this summer that they worked on their steps and their their timing and all this stuff and you know not just throwing balls to receiver just when you're all by yourself working on your footwork in your apartment or outside or whatever but you know it's just a question of I think he feels good about the talent now you've got to develop it and you know they're very early in the stages of that because they've had what 14 practices and one spring game so they're only just getting started there. Well, here's the thing about it. They've got some. They've got some talent at the wide receiver position as well. Now they have one or two receivers in the past. We all well, just, you know what happened to them. <clears throat> and now suddenly there's depth there. If if Jefferson and Grimes are become eligible, and there's reason to think that they they pretty well will, based on other cases about the NCAA, etc., looks pretty favorable. I've heard Grimes and Jefferson are premier receivers, and Brady Ackerman told me yesterday. He thought uh, he he thought uh, Grimes. I think he said Grimes was as good a receiver as Florida's ever had. Now I don't know that. Have you seen that in practice? And what does that do now when you talk about a kid 
let's just say Kyle Trask is your trigger man. He's back there dropping the bag. He looks down the field. He sees what he's got out there, you know, uh, with the receivers, and we know all about them. You got something to pick from. How how much of a weapon now does the, do the quarterback have that hasn't been here in recent years? Yeah, well, you you mentioned you know Ackerman talked about Brady talked about Grimes being the best, and you know he probably saw more of the spring than I did. But the the practices and the scrimmages I saw, it looked like Jefferson was the best offensive mm. player on the field every time mm. out there. So both those guys made a whole bunch of plays. But you're right, buddy. I mean, the the skill around the quarterback now is much better than it's been in a long time. And you mentioned all those receivers, and you've got tight ends that can catch the ball and. Then you look at the running back situation that, you know, you get Malik Davis back hopefully in August and you've got a bunch of depth and talent there. So the the playmakers around the quarterback are all in place. So it's a matter of getting the quarterback to to get the ball to those guys. And that's been the problem in the past. And, you know, something they got to figure out. A couple more for Robbie Andrew against the Sun. Robbie, having a little time off now and you're relaxing just a little bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Waiting for uh, school to get out and go on a little vacation. Yeah, exactly. Head to the beach, you know, buddy. Yes. (laughs) Well, you're a San Augustine boy. You have a home home field advantage over there, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I love me some San Augustine and Crescent Beach. I think that's a fabulous place. I could go there and live a month out of the year if they'd let me. Yeah, I I never never fully appreciated it when I was a kid growing up, but now I look back and see how great it really is. Yeah. You know, Robbie, it's a funny thing about life. Uh, I lived in, uh, in, 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 in Colorado for 15 years, never went to Pikes Peak. I lived in New York City, never went to the Statue of Liberty or, or one of those places. You know, and, and somehow the people living in Florida don't go to the beach. It's something about that. It's, I guess because we take it for granted it's there, right? You yeah, know, you do. That's what happens, I'm afraid. You go out and look at the east. Well, the beach's still there. You know, they move on. So, uh, let, let's talk about salaries for a second. Grantham now is the highest paid assistant ever a huge contract he signed to come to Florida. And I saw your story on it. What's your take on that? It seems like a lot of money to me, buddy, but obviously Mullen wanted him. He worked with him last year and he really wanted him here. And I don't know if he had other offers or maybe a head coaching job or something, but mm-hmm. it was a little stunning that the base salary to make it, you know, 1.39 million, which is by far the highest paid assistant Big. coach oh. in Florida history, not Big. even close. And, you know, it, it makes you wonder why why that price, but I, I'm not sure what was behind that. But obviously they want it to be a long-term thing, hopefully, because they signed him to a three-year contract and they're going to give him a raise every year. So there's something there where that they needed to, to bump up that salary a lot to get him to come here, I guess. Well, I have a theory. Number one, they're not paying a linebacker coach. <laughs> he well, makes, yeah, they're, he well, makes yeah, 80 he's grand a, a year, he's a, right? a rookie. Yeah, yeah, he's making 80 grand a year and for the next two years. So I guess that's what happens when you first break into the business and you're only, you know, what, 27 years old like he has yeah. never been an assistant anywhere. So he's starting at the bottom. Well, you would have started at the bottom as a reporter for 80 grand, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think I made $150 a week my first job with the Braden and Herald, buddy. Wow. And my dad was my I dad's, that was pretty my good dad's money. newspaper. That's where my dad was managing it. I think it was after your, before your time, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't tell you what mine was. I was the Atlanta Journal Constitution <laughs> intern for forty two fifty a week. <laughs> All right, big money, buddy. <laughs> big money. And glad to be there, rooming with two yeah, other guys. Exactly. I had exactly enough change to buy a six pack of beer every week. That was it. <laughs> as he, long as you can do that, you're okay. You're okay, exactly. Uh, so, uh, all right. So, so let's talk about the coaching staff and and Grantham. Uh, I don't know what I've heard. He's going to run a three four or four four two. I don't know. I can't. I don't think any of us know that. Uh, he comes. Uh, he comes uh, obviously with credentials. He's done it before. Uh, obviously, Louisville, Mississippi State. But the the deal is, oh, the, the coordinators are the new rock stars. They seem to get help paid quite well. And Dan Mullen, uh, you know, guy's guy's got his guy. And I don't. I think it's good because we've talked very little about defense, Robbie. And can we just spend a minute on that and tell me yeah, what's going cool. on there? Because you know, there's some big losses there, including Taven Bryant and so on and so forth. Uh, tell me uh, the injury situation now. C.C. Jefferson, obviously. Uh, Zaniga's going to have to step up. Tell me something about the defense and where you see the situation right now. Well, you know, they, they kind of need to rebound too, buddy. They didn't have a great year last year either. I mean, they got lit up by Missouri and Georgia, gave all kinds of big plays. So, you know, they kind of want to try to get back to where they were. And, you know, you look back the way they played last year with uh, Randy Shannon, and it was a defense that kind of sat back and, and then reacted to what the offense was doing. And I think Grantham is the – 
the, antith- the antithesis of that. He likes to get after people and attack. So you know, I think that they've got fast, athletic guys. I think when you got that, you go ahead and attack off- opposing offenses and kind of force the tempo and make some some big plays. But you know, the thing with Florida is that they've got to be able to cover in the secondary, and I think they feel good about you know the young guys there. They had you know Marco Wilson and C.J. Henderson started as true freshmen. I think they feel good about their ability to to cover wide receivers, which allows you to blitz a little bit more. But I think it's just going to be a, a defense that's going to be more fun for the players to play in, a, a little bit more exciting, and you know, where you attack the offense instead of kind of sitting back and reacting. But you know, I think they've got enough talent there to do it. I think linebacker situation, though, the, the lack of depth there is a, a major concern. You get a couple injuries there, and they're you know really into a, a critical situation there. But you know, overall, I think they've got enough frontline players to, to be pretty good under Grantham and uh, – like I said, attack guys and play real aggressively, which is something they really did do a whole lot of last year. Safety blitzes, corner blitzes, all kind of jailhouse breaks. Yeah, all, you, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Makes it, it makes it hard for a young quarterback, especially to read those. Um, all right, Robbie, final question. Uh, we were looking at what he, what, what Mullen's been telling the, the boosters. You've been following it, obviously. We talked about the quarterback situation. One final comment about that. Yeah, I noticed he's bringing up uh, a lot more Emory Jones <laughs> last last couple of days. Obviously, kind of make sure that the Emory Jones knows he's not a forgotten man. Talking about the fact that he would play him right away if he had to, and that he has confidence he could. Uh, he says, "Quote that quote was Emory's got a great future in front of him. So the key is making sure we're developing him and developing him the right way and putting him in a position as early in his career where he can be successful." Uh, and he says, um, because that gets to building confidence, much like we did with Tim Tebow, which I did with also with Dak Prescott. Okay, I agree with that. He's the developer of quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, Emory Jones, if he's patient, he could be the guy. Uh, you think we'll What have you seen in the comments of Mullen that in, that interested you or, or confused you or, or, or stuck with you in the last couple of days? Well, I think it's obvious at this point, buddy, that he doesn't really know who his starting quarterback is going to be yet, and that's going to be determining what happens in fall camp. And, you know, he hasn't ruled out Emory Jones yet either, possibly being a starter. And, you know, he talked about, you know, making sure you put him in a position to have success and build confidence. And you saw that in the spring game. The kid, if you saw him in practice, he liked throwing the seam routes to the tight end. So what do they do in the spring game? They let him throw the seam route to the tight end, and he make, hit some big plays in that. So, you know, Mullen knows how to bring quarterbacks along. Like he mentioned, you can't bring them along too fast. You throw them in there too soon, you could ruin them. So, you know, he's going to be patient with Jones. But I have a feeling that whoever, if Jones is not the starter, he's going to be a guy that has a package of plays, kind of like Tim Tebow did in 2006, you know, behind Leak there. So I think there's a, a chance that Emory Jones, maybe probably not going to start this year, but I think he's going to play a key role, you know, in certain aspects of games where they can run – the kind of offense that Mullen really likes to run with his quarterback. The best scenario would be for him not, it would be for him to redshirt because that means that the Trask um, 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 or Felipe are playing well, and that's what you want, and the Bills give you a year to build on. Uh, all right, Robbie, so I'm hearing the reports out of uh, people are bitching, complaining about the practices uh, up in, in Knoxville, obviously what's happened up there. Uh, everybody thinks that Will Muschamp is, is going to beat the world in South Carolina. Georgia's on a roll right now. No matter what Florida does and what how good or bad their players are, it's their opposition. So there's some key games, obviously, on there. Real quick, final going, I promise this is the last one. And the scenario in terms of the East, where do you place Florida as we speak right now, given what's happened? Looks like Tennessee's going to be down a little bit. South Carolina's going to be up. We don't know about Kentucky yet. Uh, and naturally, Georgia has the top rung. What, what do you think? Yeah. Well, but, you know, every, everybody's – high on Georgia now because of what they did and Kirby Smart has them kind of looking like Alabama in the east right now the way he's recruiting and built that program but so I, I think you get look at Georgia that's clearly the favorite in the east and then after that you know South Carolina Florida you know I think those are the next next two and that's kind of a battle for you know maybe the number two spot there a team that's going to challenge Georgia but you know I, Tennessee has got Got a little bit of a more of a much more of a rebuilding job than Florida has right now with Mullen. I think Mullen does have enough talent that you know they can compete in that division. And you know who knows what's going to happen in Jacksonville. But you know the, people are high on Muschamp because he's got his quarterback back and he's recruited well. So I, I just think it's Georgia a little bit above Florida and South Carolina. Those two schools are in a pretty good spot to at least make it competitive in the division and not make it a runaway with Georgia like a lot of people probably are going to predict it when we get to SEC media days here in July. 
Well, one of my guys on Get Our Nation King, Robert Kobo, points out 113 days to kickoff, Robbie. And our next big trip <laughs> is going to be to Atlanta for a change instead of going to Birmingham for SEC Media Days, which everybody thinks is a great time. So Robbie has to he has to guard against carpal t- tunnel during that week because he's typing all day long. Every oh, my day God. There. But you got, got him on Tuesday this year. So you get you, you, Mullen's going to be on Tuesday. So you have a little bit of Monday to catch your breath a little bit, right? So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, Robbie, It'll be I'll, different, though, in Atlanta, won't it? It will be different. I kind of like it. Do you like it? Yeah, I, I think a little change is probably going to be good. So we'll see how it works out. And You know, they're talking about moving around right. every once in a while. So how about who Orlando? knows? Maybe. How about coming to Orlando yeah. or Jacksonville? That'd be awesome. You know, come on, man. <laughs> we have to travel every year, right? So Yeah, or just bring it to Gainesville one year. See what okay, happens. Well, there you go. All right, Robbie Andrew. Wants a home game. Robert for a home game. Okay, Robbie. Thanks so much, buddy. I appreciate it. Good talking to you. Catch up to you soon. Thank you. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Great. Of course, in the Gainesville Sun. And uh, if you're in the Ocala area, Ocala Star Banner, and any of the Gay House uh, papers, he's kind of the sort of national correspondent for the the chain. Robbie's been doing it. I think Robbie's been out of 20 years. So, Um, all right. So, we're going to wrap this up today. And and by the way, no six o'clock show tonight. Uh, we go uh, tomorrow morning. We'll have a, uh, our regular uh, Martin and Martin. Maybe another Martin will be back. Um, and uh, and then we'll, we're going to change it up just a little bit as we go along. So, okay, let me go through your final comments as we wrap up today. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Reminding you again about World of Beer on Wednesdays. Uh, we're having special coverage planned uh, for the countdown to kickoff, which will probably start SEC Media Days. There are some discussions going on about tailgates uh, in the off. By the way, we're also having them in the uh, road games. We probably will take a road trip for the Mississippi State game in Starkville. Looks like Bubba's setting that up. Uh, we're gonna ha- we are going to have a tailgate in Florida, Georgia, according to Bubba. Okay, that means we're going to have the Gator Nation Kingdom and friends. And by the way, tell a friend today, I told someone yesterday, if you don't know how, go hear the show. And I get this a lot. Buddy, how do I hear your show? You know, we know here because we're listening, but please tell a friend, if you have to take their phone, go to Facebook and type in the Buddy Martin Show or Generation Kingdom, put join, or just put them in. If you like them, you know them, and tell them, let them know what we're doing here. Now, anybody can listen to the show. You don't have to be a member of the Generation Kingdom. But as you know, we have our own personal little things. We have our, our, our good friends. Uh, the kingdom uh, has, uh, has great folks uh, supporting it uh, and, and our, uh, our elite program. We do appreciate that very much, and that grows every day. So um, we're, we're grateful for that. We're grateful for our our, our, our 2,400 people in the Gator Nation. We're grateful for uh, for the sponsors. Again, I'm going to tell you about one just a minute, World of Beer. If you haven't been there, you need to go. Um, and uh, I'm going to tell you about uh, how to get involved. If you want to, you can actually – here's the list here. You can actually become an elite member, providing everybody passes on you, and why wouldn't they? Um, and, and participate in special events. We're going to have some things functioning here soon. Uh, we're going to um, actually going to uh, have a drawing. Uh, we're going to have a drawing where we'll uh, we'll give away a prize to an elite member. Um, start that probably next week. We're going to participate, have you participate in the Nation Kingdom and the elites first because they're the ones who sponsors. They're like sponsors. We're going to have them on the air. Or, uh, Brendan tells me we are going to build a hotline at some point here in the next couple of weeks. You'll be able to call in on certain times. Uh, and so we're, we're growing and building, and, and by gosh, it's been six months, and here we are. Amazing. Thanks to you. You made this happen. And by the way, remember, I don't see Jennifer on here today. She's working. And I understand that. But like and share, like and share, like and share. Tell the people about Gator Nation King how to join. Um, <clears throat> so, um, oh, look, John T. Kerr. John T. Kerr says, you and the prince can stay with me for media days. I'm five minutes from the location at Buckhead. I will even pick you guys up. All right, John T. Kerr. Got room for Bubba? Bubba's going to die when he hears this. This is fabulous. John T. Kerr. By the way, one of the members... You see number one on the elite list. This is why. John T. Kerr in Atlanta. That is amazing. That's We'd love to take you up on that. We'll be in touch. Um, so a few other comments. Uh, Robert Covell agrees with me on third and east and whatever. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, yeah, we're talking about quarterbacks. You know, I, I know, yeah, Robert, I'm aware CeCe's going to be okay. 
Here's the thing. I know this gets to be a boring subject for some of you out there in terms of the quarterbacks and the free agency and all whatever you want to call it. It's not free agency, but you know what I'm talking about. But, but you know, this is what we do in the offseason. Remember, we're a football show. And more specifically, we're an SEC football show. And, by the way, we're a Gator football show. So there's limited flexibility. Now, we're going to talk some baseball as the Gators get in postseason. And we got some good folks up in Gainesville that we call upon uh, who, who fill us in there and, and keep us up to date on it. Um, and we'll be talking to them as we go. Uh, and, of course, I like golf. I know some of you don't. I know that maybe it just be, might be me and Lynn, nobody else, but the players or something. I'm going to tuck off, turn off this camera. I'm going to step in. I'm going to go see the Players' Championship. My wife's favorite player, Jordan Spieth, is not doing well. So during the summer, we do things a little different. We'll have some contests. We'll have some, we're going to ask you out there, and not today, say, give us your story about your first experience in the swamp. Talk more to you about it because the news is likely to be slow. At least you actually hope it's slow because if it's not slow, that means that some good things are not happening. Oh, Jennifer's there. Okay, Jennifer. Um, Yes, uh, uh, Jennifer, thank you. I'm just so used to be a thank you for that. Oh, you got to work. Hey, you're putting your job ahead of us. Come on, girl. Jennifer does a great job for us. She's our chief online person. She's She's got it together. Looking forward tomorrow to a breakfast with our buddy Chad Rich, who's like a hero, folk hero for what he did at, on our uh, communication system. Among other things, he and his friends ran a 500-foot cable from – the stadium to the tent so we could broadcast amazing or Facebook update as they call it. And now I talked to Bubba yesterday. Hey, Doug, Tony watching from Dennis, your Doug. Hope you don't have any kind of real serious surgery done, buddy. Hello to you. Good luck. The pain is awful. Um, Joey McBrayer, this thing will work. Okay. Um, yeah. Jen's in stealth mode. You're right. So, so Rebecca says it's a GNK's job to obsess over these details. And that's right, Rebecca. That's what we do. You know, you were you were raised in an atmosphere. That's, that's Rebecca's my daughter that's up in Pennsylvania. My, hello, Rebecca. How you doing? She's right. She's heard us before obsessing over details. It's fun. We want to keep it light and fun. Try to bring you some guests. By the way, we're going to have an email address soon. I've actually got it. So you can actually contact us. I'm always looking for good, really good guest ideas. Don't send me Tim Tebow because Tim Tebow is not going to come on. Tim Tebow doesn't do anybody's show unless it's ESPN, apparently. And I understand that. That's all right. I don't take it personal. I'm just saying. Some things are realistic and some are not. But our guest list has been pretty good this week, I'd say. My gosh, Mr. College Football, Tony Barnhart. And <clears throat> we've had some good ones on. I always enjoy the Wednesday show with uh, with Brady Ackerman. It's fun and Bubba. So a lot of stuff going on. There are a lot of social activities that, that Bubba is going to tell us about. We now do Monday night, late night, dilly dilly. Bubba will fill you in on that, and we'll give you some. You have the Facebook page. You can always go on and find out. So that's about what we got going on here. Again, thanks to these folks for making this. Uh, look at some of these people here. I mentioned a couple of names. Roger Burns is in China. Roger's about to come home. He's sleeping now. Roger will be home and going to Bronson. I heard he. I saw a post last night. He's going to go to down to Orlando and see his daughter. And I think he says he's going to go to Chad with we'll Chad Rich and have lunch with him. The villages. Jennifer, we know is working. Um, Tracy and Chris, the, the Cubulus, they're working today. Um, I don't hear from uh, Amanda enough, but David, I hear from all the time. Joey McBrayer is always there. John Rico's on the job. I have not heard from David Fortune in a long time. Hope he's okay. Richie, out there in that oil rig, about to come home after a long, long spell. Have you seen a picture of that thing? If you haven't, go to Gator Nation King and look at it. He's out in the middle of nowhere on some stilts. You talk about Bayou. <laughs> That's the ultimate bayou home. Uh, God bless you, Richie, and I hope everything's going well. The mayor of Newberry, Nat Blaylock, good, uh, he's working today. He's, I think he said he was about to rewire a farm. Andy Heyman, one of our newer uh, listeners, just checked in a little earlier, says he's going back and listening to the shows. Thank you, Andy. And Jack Campbell, our newest member, all our elites, okay? Thank you, folks, for doing a great job for us there. So, once again, uh, we will talk to you tomorrow at this time. Uh, when I tell you about World of Beer one more time, thank you to all of our sponsors. Daniel L. Hightower, lawyer, fighting for accident victim justice since 1976. Center State Bank. Center State, a slogan centered on community and customer service. And World of Beer, located out uh, just west of uh, I-75, 
the good folks out there, Chad, doing a great job for us yesterday. We always like to talk about it because it's a great, it's our home in Gainesville. And we go there every Wednesday and we go there a lot more during the season, by the way, and maybe the weekend tailgates and stuff. Uh, and so go out and check it out. I had a really good meal last night after we broadcast and I said, order me something on the menu. And my wife ordered me a little flank steak and it was really good and really reasonable. I looked at my all thought, wow, this, this is what lunch costs any place else. So there, of course, they have some good beverages, as you know about. Uh, they don't serve mixed drinks, but you can go next door to liquids if you want to. They serve beer, and they have all kinds. We haven't talked much about the beer. We're going to have to get Chad on and talk more about the beer some. So I had a little glass of um, uh, ultralight last night. Um, so anyway, thank you for listening and watching, and thank you for your participation and your support. Uh, you have a have a good Thursday and coming up tomorrow we'll fill you in. Tomorrow we're going to have as our guest uh, Joe Williams and another surprise guest I'll tell you about too. All right. So on behalf of the other Martin, on the Martin and Martin, I'm Buddy Martin.